0: Hey, great day, everybody. So in today's podcast episode, I have something very special for you. Over the next few weeks, I will be um, celebrating my 11th year in private practice starting July of 2023. So what I decided to do is bring back the lessons learned, but I have a twist on it. Last year, I did a whole series on 10 lessons learned going into 10 years of private practice, specifically about private practice. So what I'm going to do is actually go over some of the things that I've learned while on my way to my first million, because I know that therapists want to break past the six-figure mark, the $100,000 mark. Some therapists are opening up a group practice. Some are even going into the digital product space, doing the whole one-to-many, hosting live events. And so I wanna make sure to carve out time just to have conversations with entrepreneurs, business owners who want more, who no longer want to play small. And also you don't want to have a 10 year journey as I'm going to talk about in this series. So I'm gonna talk about some things that I wish I would have maybe made a power move on. I'm gonna talk about how long it may have taken me to do certain things and why I chose it at the time. And you'll start to potentially resonate with some places that I've been in terms of investing in myself and what that looked like or did not look like. And most importantly, how you can bet all on you and not worry about the how. So enjoy the series. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapists Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, Grateful Day, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I am Dr. TK, and in today's episode, I will be sharing five lessons learned while I've built a variety of digital products over the last three years. So let's go ahead and hop into it. So number one is you want to what we call beta test your product. And so beta testing is exactly what it sounds like. You may not be sure if this is the product you want to launch, let's just say an online course. But you do want to test it out, right? So I loved learning about beta testing because it honestly gave me grace and permission that if I went through the process and honestly, I didn't like it, I didn't even like my product, I'd no longer have to offer it. Another thing that I learned throughout the beta process is that not everything has to be done and perfected, but what is perfection really, but it doesn't have to be completely done when you offer it. So I'll also give you some examples of what it looked like in my business journey, building digital products with programs that had beta rounds. And to be honest, every single last one of my products that are like courses, what I call hybrid mix, meaning they have live coaching calls plus an online course portal. None of the course portals were ever built before the student's join the program. And there was a benefit to that. And there's a benefit to the people who join the first round during the beta phase. So I'll use the Dope Therapist Academy as one example. The Dope Therapist Academy is a private practice academy that teaches therapists either to open up their practice or to wake up their existing practice. And in so many words, it teaches them how to build out a profitable operating system to become the business owner, especially in their mindset, but also in their back office. So with that said, I'm not going to say that we had like eight or nine beta phases. However, I saw the benefit in actually teaching live because if I taught live and they get the recording, they can also give me feedback after every single live call so that I can implement it in the materials because maybe there's something that I overlooked. Maybe there's something that in the course materials I need to elaborate on. So I love beta testing products because the clients or the consumers are actually helping you build it as you go along. And then you can let them know they have alumni access or they are grandfathered in at the rate that they got in. Let's just say if it's a membership, but you can do this for pretty much any product or service, especially digital courses and things like that another program that I beta tested. And I'm going to say I beta tested for two years straight, and now we're in our third year, which is the Elite Coaching Mastermind. And the reason why I called it the second year beta testing is because we just changed the formatting of the program. So with this program, the first year, it was again taught live. There would be mandatory sessions. And then sometimes I would just say, hey, I'm going to go live on Zoom. If you want to attend, I won't answer questions until the very end because I want to make the video very short and to the point, because I just want to upload it to your portal. But if you have questions based on the materials that you've seen, by all means, ask the question as it pertains to your business. And so what we did with that program is we met once to teach the topic, and then we met once in the same month to actually talk about implementing the topic with the idea that either they took notes, they did their homework, and they watched the replay. The second year of the same program, which was in 2022, we added a more access component, also known as one-on-one, because I wanted to ensure that as I continue to move, you know, in terms of growth in my business, I wanted to ensure that I covered all bases in terms of what does one-on-one actually give my clientele. And I came to the conclusion, which is a whole podcast episode within itself, that I love the one-on-one coaching component. I also love the in-person component. I also love the group component. I love all the components. But there was one thing that I started to notice over a while, which was a trend with this program. And I would not have figured this out if I would not have continued to look at my data from beta testing a program and honestly even outside of a beta you launch it once figure out some kinks you're always reworking your product or service not making a lot of changes but more so enhancing the product or service so that it can get better so that the transformation or the outcome that your clients or customers or consumers are joining your program to get it gets better and better, like at least that's my goal. And so what I found is that when it was more of a long-term commitment, it was really difficult for me to keep them engaged in terms of life starts lifing. Their schedules change; They may not have been able to predict that something was gonna happen in the summer. They joined for January to October. And so we noticed that the attendance would fluctuate really after the first quarter. And even when they would show up to their one-on-one calls, for some, it would be on, for some, it would be literally hit or miss, to the point where I would have to message everybody and say, hey, you have a one-on-one call coming up. If you have nothing to talk about, if your question got answered in our group call, please just cancel your one-on-one call because you're wasting your time. And the reason why I would talk to them like that is because especially on the scalability level, I really expect that they're focused on CEO activities and not just meeting with a coach as another meeting, because that to me is not getting the value out of your investment. I'd rather you be focusing on implementation. So once I realized like certain patterns along with one-on-one coaching that I would do in the past, I started to recognize that one-on-one coaching is really about accountability. It's not about teaching you anything, even though you may learn something new. It's really not a teachable component or we're giving you a portal and we're teaching you something one-on-one because that's why we have group. But it's more about how can we help you be accountable to yourself and your business to implement the things that maybe you've learned in a portal to your actual business, which means that you have to do your homework, aka accountability. But bottom line is I loved how I beta tested all of those coaching programs because now as of 2023, what has happened is August 2021, I sat down and I recorded every single lesson for the Dope Therapist Academy. And now because they're pre-recorded in like 10, 15, 20 minute increments versus somebody having to watch a two hour replay on the core content, not the Q and A call, right? Cause that's separate. Yeah. You got to watch the replay on that for like an hour and a half to two hours. But what's nice is they can just go in there and get what they need and then get out and implement. It goes in order, but after they've went through the whole portal, they got their certificate, they graduated from the program. Now, if they need a refresher, they can either come to the live coaching call and or they can just go into the portal. The mastermind, we recently updated everything this last fall. So if you notice most of my programs that were going through beta phases, we ran either multiple launches for one because it was a smaller container in terms of length of time, which was the academy or the mastermind, at least for the last three years have been a longer length of time. So we updated the portal after the third year. And so in October of 2022, I sat down and recorded like 88 videos or something. But why was I able to create the videos in a very succinct way? Honestly, record all of it. DTA, I recorded all of it in like three days. Mastermind, I recorded everything across like three weeks and then I handed it off to my team for editing, uploading it to the portal and all these things because the students had given me all this feedback about their implementation phase and maybe even things that they wish could be improved. And I was able to implement that post the beta program. So beta testing is really, really important. Um, Number two is once you put a product out there and you know that is good, you know that people needed, but maybe you need to provide some more education around maybe why what you are offering is beneficial, maybe position yourself as the expert. My suggestion is to bring it up to people, put it in front of people over and over again. So for example, the mastermind only opens up as of this year, one time a year, usually in the fourth quarter. And we have typically started in the uh, first quarter of the following year. And that's followed by like a, usually a live event, right? Where people get to learn more about scalability. Now the Academy has been launched anywhere between four and seven times in a year, because initially when I had the program, I told myself I wanted 12 people. Then when I got 12, I'm like, okay, I want 16. Then when I got 16, I wanted 25. Then I got 30 and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want 35. Then I got 37. And then it fluctuated sometimes depending on, how long we gave people to enroll and maybe six people and maybe 12 people. But thus far, I've had pretty intimate cohorts. And when I say intimate, it's not like a 100 people at a time that join, but it can be 2000 people that sign up to watch the boot camp. And what we've noticed is pay attention to your data. A lot of the clinicians who actually join our program on average need to go through at least one to two boot camps in order Maybe to decide that they need to sign up or maybe they need to wait financially on a situation to change or maybe they're waiting to get licensed. I'm not sure. But we've looked at our data from our past launches, including, you know, beta testing, certain things and how we launch. And we've been able to get a better outcome because we did not give up. So do it over and over again and don't quit. All right. Um, number three is show up and perform like 1,000 people are watching. So where does this come from? This actually stuck out when I randomly just shared it with some of my students who were getting into the digital product space or maybe group therapy space, and they really wanted to do um, like a webinar or we call it an information session, just getting in front of your ideal audience and practicing talking to them about the value that you have to offer them. And then if you choose to, you can offer them your product or service at the end or via email, or they get on a zoom call with you, your choice. And so one of our students about two years ago, she was, she felt defeated because she was like, you know, only one person showed up. And I said, well, one is better than none. Cause how many people did you show up before that? And she was like, I didn't have it. Exactly. (laughs) So I said, how many people signed up? Because to me, there's always a lesson to be learned. So let's just say, I can't recall. Let's just say if she said uh, six people signed up to say that they were interested, but only one person showed up to the information session. I said, okay, so let's just look at basic conversion rate, because the goal is once you know your baseline, you should just keep trying it over and over again to increase that conversion number, meaning show rate. So if you had six people show up, let's just reverse engineer it. What did you do to promote it? And that's where we ran into some roadblocks. You're not generating leads. You're not getting in front of new people. You're relying on Instagram. Let me know if any of this sounds familiar. So I said, you have to get out of your comfort zone. These group of people are not the same as your therapy clients. They're not coming from the insurance panels. They're not coming from schools and things like that. They are probably a totally different avatar, which we don't usually suggest. Because if you know that you've been building your authority online to serve a certain group of people through individual therapy, why not serve that same group of people, but just in a higher level context or maybe something that's, you know, more psychoeducational, right? And so what I started to notice is a trend of my clientele sometimes not wanting to show up and go all in because their energy was dictated based on who did or did not show up. And I'm like, oh no. So randomly, I just said, man, if y'all would have known, because these people did DTA, I said, if y'all would have known how many webinars I really did that no one showed up to, and you would know because you weren't there, y'all would be baffled. And you know, some of them had asked me, I was just waiting for them to invite me into the conversation. And so- Some of them had asked and I said, you know, my first webinar, it wasn't a webinar. It was phone calls like I did, like not cold calling, but I invited people to hop on my Zoom. Sometimes it was just having conversations, inviting people to tell me what's wrong in your mental health business or where do you want to go in your mental health business in the future? Because that started helping me build content around what I need to teach before I invite them in. Once people start showing up and signing up for my webinars, it would be like a one or 2% conversion. One time I had one person sign up for a webinar and I still opened up the doors to the academy. It did not matter. In order for me to get the 12 people that I did the first cohort as a group, I did like four to five webinars back to back. Maybe I did one last Wednesday, then that Friday, then that Saturday morning. Then I was like, you know what? I was kind of just going with the flow. I'm like, I'm gonna do one on Monday. I know my 12 is out there, but where does that come from? I know my product is good. I know that I'm a great coach. I know that I have something to offer and I know there are therapists that are Looking for what I have, but they don't know that I exist. So I need to make sure that I position myself as an authority, which is why I have the podcast. I have video YouTube podcasts or other materials on YouTube. I have, you know, social media and things like that because I want to make sure that I'm continuously providing education because therapists don't know that this help exists. Okay. So perform like a thousand people are watching it. Don't matter. Hey y'all, it's that time again. It is scale season. So I want to call out all of the therapists, healers, and service providers across the country. I am hosting our end of the year two-day in-person conference this fall, October 2023 in Las Vegas. So we are talking about all things scalability, things like launching a new or existing product or service line, collaborating with other providers across the country to increase your reach. We will also be covering how to create your content that aligns with your launch throughout the entire year of 2024. We will also provide you with a seven streams of income map so that you can develop your business over time with growth and scalability. And did I mention that this is the only event that we are having for the fourth quarter in person. So we will be discussing all things for 2024, business planning, growth and scalability, wealth management, and so much more. So if you want to attend, go ahead and grab your seat before the time is up. Head down to the show notes or go to our website, drtk.com forward slash links and grab your ticket to the Therapists Deserve Abundance Conference. All right, y'all. It's scale season. Let's get back to today's podcast episode. All right. Number four. Be willing to barter for social proof. And so remember when I talked about beta testing, one of the ways that I learned how to get people in my programs is let's just say if a program was, you know, regularly $1,500. Well, maybe because they were the first cohort and I don't mind telling them this so that they can understand they're getting a deal, but there's an exchange principle. So I may let you in if it's like a higher tier program for 40% off, for 50% off. But the bartering process is, You have to provide a video testimonial for our program at the end to let us know any wins that you experience, And we would also be sending you like a digital version survey after every single call that's like one to two minutes, you know, not even that, probably like two to three questions. And all we want you to do is survey what happened in this first call so that we can make sure we implement it in the next call or in the portal or whatnot. And so we still do that to this day, even though we're not beta testing. Like every time a student comes to our coaching calls, Whether they fill it out or not, it's on autopilot. We send you a questionnaire and we do look at the data. And guess what? Just like a professor should do, because I am a college professor or I was on college campus for like 18 years, right? Is that you want to be able to implement what your students are telling you, especially if there is a trend. If you are scared to get feedback, we have a bigger problem because that means that you don't want anybody to tell you how to enhance or change something in your program and I'm not saying that you should allow someone to change your program but if three people are telling you that they feel overwhelmed maybe it is because you're giving them too much information maybe you feel like you have to give them too much information because it's not enough information for you but remember this is your craft it's not theirs so sometimes we give too much when in reality people would get a bigger transformation if they got less less is more all right. And lastly, number five is actually my favorite, which is I've learned over the last seven, eight years coaching one on one, doing master classes and group coaching, and just having an array of digital and physical products. I cannot please everybody. Now I'm human. I believe that every human being has a people pleasing side of them, even if it's with their child, you know, but we have it in us now to a degree. Some people have one percent, 100 percent or 50 percent. This is something that I still continuously work on. And I'll know that I'm getting into my people pleasing mode because I'll try to figure out every single thing that could potentially have went wrong as to why somebody saw something a certain way. And I start to overthink it. And I have to remember You know, what did I contribute to the situation? Because I do want to take ownership with integrity of how I may have contributed to a situation or what am I doing that is not getting my clients results, whatever the case may be, whether it's therapy or coaching. But at the same token, I also um, would like to determine what else could have been done on the other side. It doesn't mean that person is going to change or they're going to say something differently or apologize if that is needed or something like that. But I just like to look at the whole situation. So with that said, and me not being able to please everybody, I learned that there is no right time, people, to have a coaching call. There is no right length of time to have a coaching call. Um, now, there may be a right number to have in a more intimate program or a live event. But I've also learned that there are no limits or caps in terms of uh, going back to the people pleasing aspect. I made the assumption that the more and more students that I added to the program, especially the academy, because it has no cap, because it's all digital, I start telling myself a narrative that I have to keep the cohort small because therapists like intimate environments. But then when I started having like information community calls or bigger coaching calls or CE workshops, I realized if I can just do the same thing that I do on a college campus and make a class of 60 work. And heck that's in person where to me, your access is way more accessible to people and burnout is way more prone because they can follow you to your office right after class and like come in, you know, or ask you a lot of questions and monopolize the time. Like a lot of stuff can happen in person, but there are certain measures that I can take online to ensure that I create boundaries to protect my time, protect my accessibility, but also value that my students have great questions and I'm going to make sure that they are answered. So certain things that I've done, for example, to implement this is and I think that I'm going to actually elaborate on this part more. But in my elite coaching mastermind, I recall that. When I first started seeing people, it was all one-on-one. And this is the program that has been around for like seven, eight years, just teaching people different things in mental health business. It, It wasn't like so focused like it is now, either on expansion or on group practice, like that's it. And so- what started happening over time, and I felt like I felt it from my clients as well, is that I was teaching them how to scale their business. I was teaching them how to hire. I was teaching them about creating boundaries. And over time, you shouldn't be the one answering your emails. You shouldn't be the one doing non-CEO activities. Hire an admin, hire a personal assistant, hire a VA. And so they agreed, they were on board. They were like, yeah, hire hired somebody. We saw their first hire, we saw their third hire, right? But I started to notice that when I started to move away with being the direct contact more so about admin stuff, not coaching stuff, because they could contact me at that level. But when my team started to, for example, reach out due to billing, or we had a question if you're attending a live event or something like that, because this is my assumption, because I believe that I had had intimate relationships with clients for two, three years, six months, three months. I've had clients on like eight week programs in Chicago. Like it just depends on when you met me, right? I've evolved over time. But with that evolution, I have to make sure that I'm within integrity of practicing what I teach to you. So if I'm teaching you how to delegate and I'm teaching you how to remove yourself from so many administrative properties in your business, Why am I going to continue to be that person who always responds to the email about a billing or update your credit card question or when is our next coaching call or where's my coaching link? That's not a strategy coaching session. I am your coach. So if I have someone in place, there will be a warm handoff. They'll introduce themselves. They'll be on some of the calls, you know, especially group calls, but they're going to take over. And I felt personally and as a coach that some students over time had a difficult time if they had a more intimate relationship with me when I didn't have as much help or any help like I do now. So let me know in the show notes if you would like to learn more about that like how do you stay with an integrity of teaching your clientele something but then maybe you are struggling to implement it maybe because there are some energetic vibes there <laughs> that are not so pleasing but I really hope that you've enjoyed this podcast episode. I've really enjoyed just going through this series and really talking about 11 years in private practice, but also on my journey to making my first of many millions and sharing from mental health business to coaching business, to mindset, to money. You know, let me know if there's any topic that I Brought up even as a tip or a point and you want me to elaborate more. And so if you haven't already, go ahead and binge listen to other podcast episodes, but these are rolling out at this point every single day. And there are 11 episodes back to back that are about this series. All right. So I will see you or talk to you in the next episode. If you are watching on YouTube, please make sure to head to the comment box check out the resources. We do have some things coming up in the fall, whether it is a live event in Vegas for scalability for therapists, healers, or coaches, or maybe you want to open up and or wake up your existing private practice. We are opening up the doors to the academy one last time in the fall for the year, but that conference that we're having in Vegas, that is our very last time having a live event for a while That is open up to the public, okay? So with that said, Let me know if you have any questions. If you're listening only on the podcast, make sure that you follow us, share this episode with two or three therapists, healers, or coaches that you know, because I am sure that other people are building digital products. And my goal is to make sure that you don't reinvent the wheel and that you learn from others who have been down the path that you're going toward so that you can work around it. And if you need help, just reach out and see what we have to offer. All right, I'll see you in the next podcast episode. Bye listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapists Deserve Abundance podcast. Now I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at drtk.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.